funny i'm laughing just because she she started laughing i'm kara matthew <laughs> do we need to do it again no, no, just no. Going, no. Buddy. <laughs> so um today we are talking about <laughs> all right go on go on go on. what are we talking about <laughs> we didn't come up with any <laughs> Since you were doing it, I mean, you're just gonna keep rolling. Boy, are we drinking? Yeah, no, I figured. But I guess we have to do that. We have to do it. We have no, to. I need it. I need it. Kelly, what are we drinking? We are drinking <laughs> Tainted Love, which is three. Not o- good. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> we are drinking Tainted Love, which is three ounces of grapefruit vodka, one ounce of absolute pepper vodka, one ounce of lime juice. Two ounces of cranberry juice and a lemon, no, a lime wedge garnish. And that is tainted love. I fucking like it too. I still don't taste pepper though. Do you? I did at first. I don't now. You didn't like it. Matthew, what are you drinking? Matthew never likes what I make because. Because you come up with some weird ass shit. Make normal drinks, be done with it. I'm drinking a Paloma, just like every other episode. Who wants to go first? Not me. <laughs> Kelly, I'll go. Oldest to youngest. <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah, we can do that, and then that puts you last, right? Yeah. Oh, fuck it. We'll do it. So, I'm old as hell, and I am the oldest of the group, so I have the year 1980. And what I'm talking about is Abscam. So, on February 2nd, 1980, details of Abscam, a.k.a. Arab Scam, a.k.a. Abdul Scam, were released to the public. So this actually started two years before in 1978, but kind of 1980 is the year where everything went down. Um, Abscam was a two-year FBI sting operation targeting public corruption. And if that sounds familiar, it might be because you saw the movie American Hustle. It was very loosely based, like the names were changed, a lot of the details were changed. So, um, Melvin Weinberg, um, he was a con artist, and he ran a firm called London Investors with his mistress, Evelyn Knight. So, in exchange for a non-refundable fee, they would say, we will get you a loan. You give us this money, and we will get you a loan. And that sounds, you know, ridiculous now. But in the, you know, late 70s, early 80s, it was, like, impossible to get a loan. And when you got loans, they were, like, at, you know, 25 30% interest. It was like having a credit card, you know, for your house loan and stuff. So they were making money based on saying, you know, we'll get you this loan if you give us this fee. And then something would happen. Re- 
they couldn't deliver. You know, so they would keep this non-refundable fee. Nobody would get their loans. So when the two were arrested, Weinberg, who had acted as an FBI informant before, said that he would be an informant again if they would just let them go for this. And the FBI was like, yeah, that's cool. So in March of 1978, John F. Good from the Long Island FBI office began to employ Melvin Weinberg as an informant. Um, so the, ori- the original targets were things like theft and forgery and stolen art because that's the things that Weinberg had worked on before. Um, and Weinberg enjoyed being what he referred to as a government crook. And he kept coming up with like bigger and you know more elaborate schemes to catch people. You know, he thought that shit was awesome. So the scheme that became the Abscam operation, um, Weinberg posed as a business agent of a millionaire Arab sheik named Kambir Abdul Rahman. He said that the sheik had millions of dollars to invest in targeted white-collar criminals. Um, so forger William Ro- Rosenberg suggested that the sheik invest in building a hotel and casino in Atlantic City. When... Weinberg said that he needed a guarantee that they would be able to get a gambling license. Rosenberg offered to introduce him to Camden Mayor Angelo Ericetti. So that is kind of when it began to target government officials. Mayor Ericetti had offered to connect Weinberg with political officials who would help with permits and licenses and immigration issues. Because the Arabs were like, you know, we need to bring our people in. We need to get them immigrated in, so we need the government to do that for us. And the operation became much more elaborate. The FBI added a second sheik, Yasir Habib, who had more money to invest. They had FBI FBI agents pose as the the sheiks and attend meetings with politicians. So these people were not Arab people. Um, One of the sheiks was played by agent Mike Dennehy, who spoke zero Arabic. So they just dressed them as Arabs because. They and then they went in there just speaking straight up English and yeah, with their fucking accents and whatever. They absolutely did. No, and nobody questioned it. They absolutely did not. Awesome. So the FBI funded a one million dollar account to make Abdul Enterprises seem legit. They also arranged lavish meeting places to help sell the story. So um, they met on a yacht in Florida, which they had seized as part of a uh, part of a drug bust. Um, they also used expensive hotels in Pennsylvania and New Jersey. Weinberg um, bribed officials for political favors, and the FBI videotaped the money exchanges. And this was the first time in American history that the FBI had videotaped a government offic- official accepting a bribe. Um, in terms of the convictions, they were charged with bribery and conspiracy, and you had one U.S. senator, six U.S. representatives, Mayor Angelo Arichetti, three Philadelphia city councilmen, and one inspector for the U.S. Immigration and Naturalization Service. So they tried each of them separately, but most of them used the defense of entrapment, which is where this becomes interesting. Um so even though these claims weren't successful in court, um, the FBI operation did cause a lot of controversy. And in 1981, Attorney General Benjamin uh, Civiletti issued 
the Attorney General Guidelines for FBI Undercover Operations. And in 1982, the Senate established the Select Committee to Study Undercover Activities. So even though the Abscam conviction, were, they were all upheld on appeal, none of that shit could ever happen again. In 1981, the Criminal Law Bulletin posted an enforcement workshop on the Abscam entrapment. And they said, what about it? You know, what are the rules of entrapment and what did the DOJ say to get out of it? Which I think is interesting. So the first thing they said is that it is inappropriate to offer any person an opportunity to engage in crime without having some reason to suspect that the person is a potential criminal. So you can't just like walk down the street and be like, hey, you want to buy some crack? You want to buy some crack? (laughs) (laughs) So the DOJ (laughs) argument to that was the FBI was led to particular political officials through their dealings with other shady characters. So that's how they justified that. Number two, is the governmental tactic capable of ensnaring innocence? Is the profit so extraordinary as to be capable of seducing the law-abiding? So the DOJ argument was the bribes in the abscam case ranged from $25,000 to $100,000. And that criteria is subjective. So where there are cases that they would say that $25,000 would be enough to lure someone into committing a crime, they didn't find that to be the case with these political officials. I'm just trying to think, like, what kind of crime I would commit for $25,000. Because I, I, I'm i committing a crime, but, like, how far would I go well, for $25,000? Yeah, so it's totally subjective, which is interesting. Because, like, if you're, like, a mom, like, a single mom with four kids on welfare, like, there's probably a whole lot of shit that, that you'll do for $25,000. I, I do a lot of shit. Yeah. And, and, and they're willing to recognize that. So yeah. the fact that it's subjective makes it interesting under the law. You know, it's like, you know, who is really to say that, you know, each of these individuals worked in a position where they would need that $25,000? You know, I just kind of wanted to discuss that. Like, what are your thoughts on it as being entrapment? Do you think they were entrapped? Well, the fact that it was so elaborate and the fact that they can't do it now. I don't think it's entrapment, and I've always pretty much heard... I mean, it, it's almost impossible to prove entrapment because... Apparently not. Well. No, no, I mean, apparently it is because none of these got off on entrapment. There was one that was overturned, but then the government appealed and got it turned back, so he still went to prison. Yeah. Uh, I'm still thinking about it. <coughs> <Yeah>. $25,000. <laughs> I think the... Like, the fact that the government went so elaborate with it makes a difference. Here. But they were <laughs> fucking goofy elaborate. Like, just, if you put a an Arab costume on Hank Hill and anybody believes it, yeah. I feel like that that's you. That's on you. You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> Nobody questioned it. They are just like... Yeah, I No, mean, because when they called the bank to check to see if the money was there, it was there because the FBI put it there. Yeah, still, but still, I, I would, I would that, question. That's yeah. just a wild yeah. thing to happen. I like, would question anybody saying they're from the Middle East and they show up and they're like a normal-looking white dude, you know? <laughs> speaking fucking normal, yeah. Florida English <laughs> or whatever. I, don't know, I think I think it's interesting that after this they had to rewrite their rules, though, you know, because now they can't do something this elaborate, you know. But who decides 
what's elaborate. So no, they, is I costumes think, what made it elaborate? They're not allowed to do costumes anymore, or I think it was the whole staging of the events where it was like over multiple, um, in multiple locations where they put the money in. Where but the, that's I mean, every the, undercover staying, right? Like. Yeah, I think most of the time now, like, undercover kind of shows up where they're put in, whereas in this one, they're they're staging everything. They're creating, you know. They're creating the environment. The whole situation. Yeah. Well, so what about, um, and I feel like this has happened more than once, but um, to where they send out the thing to the people that have warrants that say they won, like, 50-inch mm-hmm. TVs and show up here to pick them up, and then they arrest them all? I don't think that's in... Well, that's not entrapment because those people are on the run from the law anyway. Yeah. So them... Yeah, like, they're already yeah. wanted criminals. Yeah. 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 That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's fucking yeah, hilarious. Just, yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah, I just thought it was interesting that they can't do this anymore, but... And, and also the fact that this case is still taught in law school, you know, because it is so gray in terms yeah. of is it entrapment or not. Um yeah, that's that's pretty tricky. Well, so um, if if somebody at one of these meetings had asked old Hank Hill in his Arab costume if he was an undercover agent, would he have to say yes? Kind of like if you have if you if you ask a cop if they're a cop, they have to I say. Is that real? No, no that's not okay, real. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I was gonna say that that's a complete misconception. Yeah, that that's is, not real at all, y'all. I don't, I don't know why people believe that. If you're a cop, you have to tell me. <laughs> I've always lie. heard that, but I never really thought that that was true. I don't know why. Awful? I don't know why people believe that. I don't either. Doesn't make any sense. I mean, that kind of defeats the purpose of undercover because unless maybe. They think that gives you an argument for entrapment or something. I mean, like, it gives you something to argue later. I, I don't know. Yeah. But. But it defeats the purpose of undercover. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, it's my turn. Yes. I did 1981, you know, because that's when I was born. Fun fact, Monday's my birthday. Yeah. I'll be 40, y'all. Huh? Fucking gross. But anyway, like, the, the only cool thing that happened in 1981 is the song Tainted Love by Soft Cell came out. <laughs> When's the last time you watched that music video? It's been a yeah. I don't know if I have ever actually I'm seen sure, it. I'm sure I've seen it. I watched it today. Um, It's fucking wild. There's like invisible people wearing like dot suits. <laughs> and there's like flying sperm. And there's like this dude who looks like walking fucking chlamydia, right? Like, I mean, like, it, it, I don't understand. And then it, just every once in a while, it's like the one dude from Soft Sales Head just in, like, outer space singing <laughs> for no fucking reason. Like, it's fucking wild. Um, it's a typical 80s music video. Yeah, I guess, except for... I, this might be the first one with the invisible dot suit people, and they were doing, like, a weird ballet thing in the background, again, for no fucking reason. Um, Soft Cell does have a new album, and I believe they're going on tour. Let's go. You know, <laughs> I mean, why not? <laughs> for whatever reason. But that video gave me fucking huge goddamn STD vibes. You know right? who, like, else, who else is going on? Well, oh, Rick Astley. And Bill Biv DeVoe and fucking Tevin Campbell. You know, like, way back in the day, we used to always say that song was about somebody having the shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, hold on, this is this is where mine comes in. So, yeah. 
Tiny Love by Soft Cell came out in 1981, and it's obviously about STDs. How to not catch an STD. <laughs> Auto fellatio. In 19, no, in 2001, Marilyn Manson covered Tainted Love for Not Another Teen Movie. Y'all remember Not Another Teen I Movie? I remember. Fucking love that movie. That's a good cover, and too. It is. Oh, I fucking love it, right? I actually hate the original. I think it's because I've come to love Marilyn Manson's cover so much. But anyway, so Marilyn Manson covered Tainted Love. And I don't know if y'all remember, but back in the 90s, there was a rumor that he had I, his I, ribs removed. I remember that. Yes. <laughs> so, and everybody heard this. Like, just everybody in the world woke up one day and they were like, wait a minute. Marilyn Manson had his ribs removed so he could suck his own dick. Right, yeah. Well, <laughs> so apparently Lad Bible... I don't know if y'all know who that is. It's like yeah, a website. Lad Bible did some digging, and they have decided that they figured out where that rumor started. There was a show in Florida, because why not, right? Marilyn Manson was arrested during this show in Florida, and this was in 1994. Um, he was arrested for violation of the adult entertainment code. So, apparently, the officers, it says they were under the impression, so I don't know if they saw or if they got calls, you know, whatever. But they were under the impression that he was sucking a, sucking a dude's dick on stage. And apparently that violates the adult entertainment code. Yeah, yeah you can't do stuff like that. Um, it turns out, so, though. But it's something that is considered adult entertainment. I mean, what can you do? Like, I mean, Well, I, I, I don't know. But apparently he was actually sucking a strap-on. That was being worn by Jack Off Jill vocalist Jessica. <laughs> so I'm assuming that he got off because it was okay that he was sucking a fake dick. Yeah. And not a real dick. And not a real dick. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of the same thing when uh, Jim Morrison unzipped his pants and put his thumb through and he got arrested for public indecency for that. See that? Even though it was just his hand. That's horseshit. I've seen that in a movie too. I can't think of which one, but. So, um,. Marilyn Manson wrote an autobiography, and it's called The Long Hard Road Out of Hell. <laughs> that is also a song. Yeah. It, by Marilyn Manson? Yeah. Oh, see, I didn't know that. But, <laughs> but um, in that autobiography, he wrote, If I really got my ribs removed, I would have been busy sucking my own dick on the Wonder Years instead of chasing Winnie Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> and this references yet another rumor about Marilyn Manson. Right. Which is that he played Kevin's sidekick Paul yeah. on The Wonder Years. He did not play. <laughs> Marilyn Manson was not on The Wonder Years, and he also did not have his ribs removed so that he could. I remember his own hearing head. that though that he was on The Wonder <laughs> Years. Did you hear that? Matthew? Yeah. Every fucking body in the world heard rumors about. And there are people today that'll still argue that. That he was on the one. And I wish I had written it down, but um, a magazine or a website or whatever um, did an interview with the guy who actually played this Kevin or Paul or whatever the fuck his name was. <laughs> <laughs> Paul. And he said that he still, to this day, gets messages from people asking him if he's Marilyn Manson. <laughs> He said he always tells him no, and he said, but it kind of makes his day a little bit that people still, this many years later, he's like, I'll just wake up one morning and I'll just have like a message. It's just Joe Blow, and be like, hey, are you Marilyn Manson? <laughs> so that's great. And I mean, that's pretty much all I've got, except for 
Tiny love is about STDs and Marilyn Manson cannot suck his own dick. That's all that happened in 1981. There's nothing else you need to know. Fair enough. Those were hot news stories because I absolutely remember that and shit. It, I mean, everybody in the fucking world, and it blows my mind because I feel like that was before internet. They, they, like, they, I don't remember. Yeah, that was. Re- I didn't read it on the internet. It's right. just like you went to school one day and everybody's talking yes. about Marilyn Manson getting his well, ribs removed. Yes. Everybody, yes. like, there are so many rumors about him just because he does such a weird stage performance. Yeah, but he's somebody up at the Waffle <laughs> I think I think that was actually true. I think that's the thing that happened quite fairly recently. Uh, Kid Rock also did that. Oh, yeah, of course he did like that. Yeah, you expect Kid Rock to be at the Waffle House. You don't really expect yeah. to see Marilyn Manson at the Waffle House. Or at least I don't. I would, like, if I walked into the Waffle House, like, right up the road and saw Kid Rock, I don't know that I would be super shocked. I think, I think this is funny that we're talking about the Waffle House, because remember when we did the S. Anthony Thomas show, we talked about the Waffle House. <laughs> and I saw a video earlier it, it pissed me off because it's one of those real short videos and it was like a white dude and a black dude and they're about to get in a fight and it's just like them fucking back and forth, back and forth. And then like the one dude swings and one dude hits the ground and then it ends. I need to know who won that fucking fight. <laughs> Who's making these videos? Like I yeah. need to know who won. And also I've only ever seen a real life pimp once in my life and it was at the fucking Waffle House. Yep. <laughs> We together got our picture taken, me and you and Sissy. Yep, he had a feather in his hat and everything. Like, it, this is a real-life pimp. And, like, we're, <laughs> like, we, 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 we like, run up to him and like, hey, are you a pimp? <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen, I mean, I've, I'm sure I've seen pimps, but not any that do No, this whole, was a movie, the, t- the, a movie. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It was it was fucking wild. I'll never I've, forget. I've never I wish seen, we had those pictures still. Uh-huh. I've never seen anybody in the stereotypical like. Oh, he was wearing it, son. He was wearing it. It was yeah. I was standing outside the wall. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all I've got for 1981. <laughs> for STDs for 1980. <laughs> and entrapment for 1980. <laughs> entrapment STDs. The 80s aren't starting out. Somebody give me a pen. I didn't bring my pen. I got it right now. We'll see if 1988 gets any better. (laughs) Hold the the fucking phone. It it does. Shut the front door. You were born in 1988. I was. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. I was born in the not-so-glorious year of 1988. Not a whole lot happened in the news, (laughs) but I'm going to tell you all about some... Pretty boring. It's, it's not as fun as the first two topics, I don't think. So there was a, a flight. It was a Pan Am flight 103 that got shot down. Yeah. And uh, I, I'd never heard of it. There there was another flight that got shot down by a U.S. boat. like a, I don't know if it was an aircraft carrier or destroyer or whatever, but they shot it down, and it was just a civilian flight. And uh, this is not related to that, but there are some conspiracies that this flight got shot down in retaliation for that. But this is uh, Pan Am Flight 103. It got shot down, and there are a lot of different theories as to why. Nobody really knows. So I just picked one of them, and uh, 
a lot of people think the CIA was using it to smuggle drugs. They had a, a drug route set up between Europe and the United States. So they were doing it on civilian planes, and they would just have somebody, like, swap out suitcases and shit, and one would be full of cocaine or whatever. And they would have CIA agents, like, make sure that these bags don't get checked and shit like that, you know. They they think that somebody high up in the CIA found out about it, and he was going to go tell, because he's like, you know, oh, this ain't right, you know. Why are we fucking guarding suitcases of cocaine on, <laughs> on civilian yeah. flights or whatever? I think it, it was coming from the Middle East, like Palestine or Iran or somewhere like that. The The theory is the CIA had a protect, protected drug route from Europe to the United States. They were doing the cocaine or whatever. Somebody high up had found out about it, and they were going to go to hell, and there was somebody else. They had been involved but it's since turned into, like, an informant of sorts or something like that. But he was kind of playing both sides. And whenever, like, he found out somebody was going to go tell, he went back and told the other side that he was working with. And they think, you know, they shot down the plane to destroy all the evidence and shit like that. Or they, they didn't shoot it down, they blew it up. So somebody had swapped out one of the drug suitcases with one that was identical that had a bomb inside of it. And he knew about it and didn't tell anybody because he's like, you know, fucking playing both sides over here. Pretend that didn't happen. Maybe these guys will get to Washington before that bomb goes off and they'll tell and they'll divert this flight or whatever. So that didn't happen. The fucking plane exploded and killed everybody. That's pretty much it, I mean. (laughs) Damn. Yeah. So does that, like, fall into, like, the other <clears throat> conspiracy that the government, like, diverts drugs, like, into poor towns? And, you know, like, I mean... Well, they were bringing them... I, I don't know where they were distributing them in the United States. But the, the fact that the government distributes that they were drugs. See, they were, oh, we're at them. Yeah. They obviously do. That's not a conspiracy. That's straight fact. The guy that was playing both sides, he actually was became one of the investigators after the the bombing. So he investigated. He, the, he investigated his own. What well, he he he's not the one that set the bomb off. He just knew about it. Yeah. Because he was running intelligence for both sides, and there have been a lot of people like well after they've been busted for other things, usually drug related. You know, being a drug mule and shit like that. And the eighties was big for drugs too, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Like so there, there have been a lot of people later on, multiple people, that got busted for other unrelated crimes, and you know, as part of their plea, they turned over information that they had on this because it was a big deal. Nobody knew who had who put the bomb on the plane, why they blew the plane up. So they still nobody knows for sure. All there is out there is the conspiracies. Yeah, it's right all, now. It's just like a, or it, it could have just been a weirdo with a bomb. It could have just yeah. been a random terrorist. I mean, they just like fuck it. I picked this plane, so nobody knows. I mean, and nobody knows that the CIA was actually smuggling these drugs. Uh, Nicaragua, Nicaragua was. Going, <laughs> I, I, I can't even say the word. That's staying in. Yeah. <laughs> I, I fuck it. Y'all know what I mean. I, 
So uh, there was actually a 1986 investigation by a subcommittee of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee that found the Contra drug links included, among other connections, payments to drug traffickers by the U.S. State Department and funds authorized by Congress for humanitarian assistance to the Contras. Uh, also, I was just over here Googling random <laughs> shit with the CIA thing. It was so prevalent back in the day that they said CIA stood for cent- uh, Cocaine Importing Agency. I'm going to shout out the center cut because I just went on Instagram and the very first thing that pops up is a picture <laughs> of I don't even fucking know what, but it says the golden gorilla penis most hard in the trousers. Um, and then it says what makes you hard in the trousers? Our latest season two awards episode? You don't say. I don't know what any of those were. Oh, this is a picture from Roadhouse. But did y'all face swap? Dude, did you face swap yourself with... <laughs> I don't know what this is. Let me see the picture. That's supposed to be Patrick Swayze, right? He face swapped himself, didn't he? Yeah, he face swapped. You face swapped the Roadhouse. That's a good face swap. That's a good... <laughs> we're shouting out the center cut because this is what popped up when I went on Instagram. <laughs> All right, so let's do final thoughts. Final thoughts. Yeah. What we got for entrapment here? I'm still just. Oh yeah. no, about entrapment. I mean, I I would say. But if they all... if they went all out and got a dude who could speak Arabic and all of that, I would maybe be on board. But I mean, they literally just like went to the Dollar General and. They went to the Dollar General, bought a costume, and put it on Hank Hill, and then it just did nothing else. And these people were just good with it. No, but they also got a yacht. So and, like, I mean, anybody you know, can get a yacht. I'm on a boat, motherfucker. Those people yeah, have a yacht. Yeah, you can rent. You can rent. You can rent a yacht. You probably can. But also, like they did recognize that they did wrong enough to rewrite their rules. They recognized that they almost got busted, and they were like, "We're in charge of this, so maybe we should." You know, keep old Billy from accounting from going nuts again, or you know, whatever. Or, or they said our plan didn't really work out the way we expected, so we should rewrite the rules to make sure next time it fucking does. Yeah, fair enough. Uh. <laughs> 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 All right, Tainted Love. What y'all think about? What y'all so think? Tainted Love is absolutely about STDs. <laughs> I, I always thought that. I always thought. I always, that. I always yeah. thought but, it, but uh, I also never believed that. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna. I don't remember if I believed it or not. I, I, I guarantee you there was a little bit of time that I probably did believe it. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Airplanes. Uh, I think that's wild. That one yeah. I don't know enough about. I mean, um, I, I think the government definitely smuggles drugs. I don't know if the explosion was an attempt to cover up because they were about to get busted, or if it was just a. Freak, random weirdo. Yeah, random terrorist act. So, so we had to miss Ryan's topic because he couldn't be here. But we do need to redo the presidents anyway. Presidents are ghetto. I like what my was his topic? Card. Um, uh, he was gonna do the Reagan shooting, John yeah. Hinckley, and then he was stalking Jodie Foster or whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. So by the way, Ryan's not here. He didn't. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We should have done that at the beginning, but we forgot. Yeah. We're, we're missing so Ryan because he's working. Bless his heart. We're so shitty. Yeah, it sucks. You got to work on recording today. I mean. I had to work today, and I still made it, but I'm off tomorrow. So. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, so I guess that's it for entrapment, STDs, and airplanes. <laughs> Will you take the lime off the side of that fucking cup? <laughs> Put it in the bottom. It'll hold it down. So I guess it's promo time, Kelly. Hey, we got promo this week. Nobody Tamper till the break of dawn. And here we go. Hey, y'all. Hey, it's your girl, Tamara Dawn, host of Tamara Till the Break of Dawn podcast. Now join me every Thursday on your favorite podcast platform and hop on my train of thought as I talk about the foolishness I'm going through and the ways I'm trying to grow. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Tamara underscore the underscore Dawn. Now, every other letter is an A in Tamara, but make sure y'all check me out every Thursday on your favorite podcast platform. There you go. Tamara's awesome. So find her shit and whatever. All right, we're done. Um, Yeah, so that was our birthdays. And don't catch no STDs. I guess don't get on no airplanes. Right, yeah. Especially, Always ask them if Especially they're if cops. they're full of cocaine and bombs. Yeah. Those are the worst planes. Yeah. Um, we love y'all. And we... I wonder if it exploded a cloud of cocaine over the sky. What if it was just was, like... And it was just coke, and everybody just got high. If it was over the ocean, all the sharks got high. Did shark attacks go up that year? <laughs> yeah, because they could be the one. I don't know, though. You don't really eat when you're on coke. Not that I would know. But, all right. <laughs> <laughs> we got the sharks all coked out. Take it.